0: Lizzie and Angie of Collective Shades and you're listening to Girls We Know on Family FM recording
1: inside Canal Street Radio.
0: Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we have another episode, 13? I think so. I think We're, 13. Like That's lucky number. Style. Oh really?
1: Yay. No See? way. Oh my Perfect. God. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like starting to forget now. Yeah, as we go more and you know more and more episodes. I know, and
0: it's not that many, but I still forget. how I know. many. How I'm many, like 13, 14. 13? 13? Yeah. <laughs> One time we had to like redo our intro because I think I said the wrong episode. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> that's what that's what editing is for. <laughs> True. <laughs> Anyways, we have a very special guest today, um, in especially you know Mother's Day is coming up. Yes. So shout out to all the moms. This will be dropping on a very special day. So so we have Christina here joining us. Hey guys. Uh-huh. How you, Santi or
1: Santi? Santi. Santi. Okay. I'm oh yeah. like <laughs> Okay, so just tell us a little bit about yourself so I'm like so everybody can get familiar. Okay, I'm a writer.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm
2: uh, <laughs> and,
0: and this she, is my yeah. new life. Everyone <laughs> just
2: smiles at my little kid here. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a writer, new mom. My son is well as of today he's 13 months. Oh. Um I'm pretty much just a crazy, kooky, black feminist, say whatever's on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I write, you know, I, I tell black stories, which was what I always wanted to do. And yeah. now that I'm a mom, I kind of change of perspective on, like, what I want my son to know about
1: Right. his yeah. legacy.
2: And yeah. Like
1: that. And you write for Ebony Magazine? Currently, right now, yeah. I work at Ebony. That's dope. How, did you, how long have you been there? If he is 13
2: months, then I've been there 15. Oh, nice. So I started okay. working there when I was about nine months pregnant. Okay. I
0: Oh wow. oh, wow. Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish we had like a video. I know. <laughs> how cute. Well, the cuteness that's going on inside here. I'm like, this is perfect. Here. I'm
1: like, this is mom life 101. Yeah. 101. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. No sleep. And then a baby crawling everywhere.
0: <laughs> is this your first um, yep. baby? First yeah. First baby. Oh. <laughs> and um, when you, um,
2: what were you doing before Ebony Magazine? I was working someplace that I don't want to talk about. Okay, Okay, no worries. Um, worries. But pretty much, kind of the same thing. I was doing um, content production. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then you just kind of like left, and you were you went into Ebony. So this, I didn't want to be there. So kind of like, I wasn't happy there. And then when I got pregnant, I was like, I don't want to work somewhere where I'm not happy and bring that energy home to my kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really. And I had like minimal savings and I just walked out one day pregnant and all and yeah, <laughs> was like wow. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. and then two weeks later I started at Ebony like that's that was so just sheer cool. luck Yeah. so now I always tell myself always follow your intuition and Absolutely. the universe has you because yeah and that's so out.
1: amazing for you to do that like at nine months yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really stressful too. I mean, like because you're like left your job, you know, um, for the right reasons. You know, you weren't happy, and then you know, be nine months pregnant, and that's a lot of that's a lot of work. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and pregnancy yeah. wasn't easy for me either. No, <laughs> really? yeah. it was bad. Oh my god, did you have what kind of troubles did you have? Um so I had um very bad heartburn from the minute I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> um and then I developed something called or they thought I was going to develop it um called um cardiomyopathy uh-huh. and that's when your heart starts to enlarge from stress. Oh man. Um And so, yeah, that happened. Dehydration. It was real bad. So it was just like, you know, I had to think about myself first, especially since, you know, I'm the home to this new life. Mm -hmm. So as much as it was scary, it was something that I had to do. Yeah. Wow. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> which is I interesting because even though the pregnancy was all turmoil and tumultuous this is the calmest person i've ever met in my
1: life
0: oh. <laughs> that's good though
1: yeah <laughs> i'm like I, I always you always hear so it many fits. different stories with like mothers and it's like because i'm i'm not a parent but i'm mm-hmm. like i can only imagine and it's yeah. like you have to give props.
0: Yeah, I mean, every, and, you know, everyone's pregnancy is obviously different. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't know what it would, you know, I don't know yet. And, you know, when that time happens, you know, um, if it happens, it's it's crazy because everyone's stories is different and you and never know what's going to happen. Each pregnancy is different. And each pregnancy moment. is different and mm-hmm. it's scary and it's exciting and oh, it's just all the feelings. Yeah. All of
2: the feelings. Yeah. But it's pure love afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I know you're very big, um, like, into, like, African-American, like, literature. Um, what would you say? Are, like, well, I will know? say African diaspora because expanding uh, okay. all of it. Um, so
2: I'm West Indian, right? My mom is Jamaican and my dad is Cuban and Puerto Rican. Okay. Um, but, you know, they're, he's afro mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: So I grew up in a very Jamaican household. Um, I went to predominantly white schools, and I think that kind of um, pushed me into knowing a lot about my roots. Because Jamaican people are very cultural. Like, yeah. everything stems back to their culture. But then I, I think that because I've, I'm a first-generation American, once I um, entered into the institutions of school, I realized that, you know, there's a difference between me and my culture, and then, like, my friends who are Southern or, you know, from Africa or whatever part of Africa they're from so I just grew to love like learning about all of it so then that just blossomed into you know once you get older and you realize hey the system is not made for us to succeed mm-hmm. that blossomed into me wanting to be a writer to tell our stories and to like share that you know we're not a monolith and mm-hmm. then I think being a woman on top of that all of that just kind of mixed together and was like this little revolutionary little short 411 <laughs> Now, mom,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have a book that you can say is like at the top of your list that you would give your son? You know, like when you're older and you could really understand, like, this is the book that I would want you to read. Mm,
2: that's a good question. Just one book or like specific? It could topic? be maybe
1: like top five. Okay, or like a, yeah. so
2: I would give him. Hopefully, I'm published by then. So one of my books. Um, I'm currently writing... So every day... Well, not every day. When I have time, I write him a letter. Oh, nice. So I'm going to give that to him one day. Um, Then James Baldwin. There are a lot, but my favorite James Baldwin book is Giovanni's Room. Um, Then I would say I would give him Bell Hooks, All About Love. Um, I would give him Things Fall Apart. Uh, Chinawa Achebe, Achebe, Achebe I believe is how you say his name and is that three, four, one more
1: uh, Song of Solomon Tony I'm like Morrison. I'm writing these books down now, like. <laughs> Song
2: of Solomon those are like overall five but I, I already have a list yeah. so I write a list of things that I want him
1: to read and yeah. songs I want him to listen to yeah Yeah. yeah. that's really good yeah I, I
0: love his little outfit too I know he, little yeah, baby. yeah little carhartt yeah. baby so cute needs to be on a campaign. (laughs) Everyone
2: keeps saying that I might do it. You should. Everyone's like, you need to make him a brand before he decides. I'm like, okay.
1: What would you say um, motherhood has taught you? I don't want, it's not patience. Um, I think liberation. Yeah. And I
2: say that because I think having my son woke up all of the revolutions in me. Yeah. Um, so I'm no longer fearful of doing things because now it's not just about me. Like that doubt or lack of confidence that I had in making decisions before, I feel like knowing that, number one, I'm his first home and I'm his guard has taught me that I can't be scared to do what's best yeah. for myself so that I can be the most happiest and comfortable person so that I can be a mom. Absolutely. Because your kids take up everything... They see everything, right? So yeah. it's not just about what you tell them. It's about what they see you do. And yeah. they're sponges. Yeah. 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 They, they absorb yeah. started saying the S word. And I'm like, uh-oh.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: who says that? <laughs> A- according, <laughs> it's probably me, but... Like, who taught you that dirty word? <laughs> not me. <laughs> it's hilarious because he can't say mommy. So he, uh, uh, he calls me Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> so it's so funny. It's like, okay. I have this little boy now, and I'm like breaking all my feminist barriers because when he's hungry he just like slaps my boob uh. I breastfeed. and he's like Bobby and, he's just and I'm like oh my god yeah and um now
0: I know there has been like a lot of stigma around like now that you like mentioned breastfeeding like there, there has been so much stigma in the world as you know Shaming moms for oh, breastfeeding. Yeah, that. like for breastfeeding. Cause feeding. I pull my boob out wherever. <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah, talk to us about that. Like you know, how like how do you deal with that? I pretty much, so one time I was, I believe I was on the Metro North, and you know they have restrooms on the train, so I was oh, I feeding my, that. yeah, I was feeding him in the seat, and this man was like, oh, maybe you should go in the bathroom. And I was like, why should my kids eat lunch in the bathroom? Yeah. Would you eat your lunch in the bathroom? Also, those bathrooms are so gross. So yeah. why would you bring your baby like, in the bathroom? And he's he like, oh, that's just inappropriate. There's kids here. And I'm like, don't okay, look. don't look. And yeah. also, there's a blanket. Yeah, don't so, look. in the beginning, I was using a blanket, because I was like, I wanted to, like, quell that, but people still did it anyway, so I was like, nah, I'm not gonna use a blanket like I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna feed my kid wherever he's at
0: yeah also I know like breasts aren't really like they're so highly sexualized
2: it's not even like when I put up like when I earlier in um his life when I was putting up like pumping or like Uh not even showing me pumping but just like breast milk in bottles the men in my DMs were like so triggered, upset. and I'm like, you guys really? follow girls that put out their boobs all day, and you're mad that Seriously, I'm putting up though. some breast milk? Come on now. Right. So yeah, me and the men in my um, in my on my Instagram account yeah. argue a lot. Oh, <laughs> I'll
0: be right there too. I mean, America has it wrong because like literally in Europe, like everyone has their breasts out. Literally. They're just breasts. Ever. They're just breasts, and it's like they're
1: made for feeding. It shows like the immaturity level though. Yeah. yeah. So you like breast I'm milk like, bread? it's really not.
0: <laughs> (laughs)
1: He's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm like it really shows shows you know like the immature. Like it's it's really not that serious. Like don't no. look. Right, don't look. Why are you looking? So if it bothers you that much, you can move.
0: Exactly.
1: So like I, you know, I'm accommodating my son or like my daughter, you know, or my kid right now.
2: Mhm. Yeah. I'm not worried
1: about how you feel. I'm worried about feeding my kid. Exactly. Also, why does
2: it make you feel uncomfortable? I think yeah. that
1: that's always the question to ask. Like why are you uncomfortable with this? Yeah. Right. And
2: I feel like even in being a parent, Um, a mom specifically since that's my experience I feel like a lot of things I had to unlearn Mm -hmm. or like relearn Mm -hmm. and so that's like my mantra to everyone that has an issue with anything right because I'm very big James Baldwin fan like um, he saved my life his writing has saved my life Mm -hmm. and he has a quote where he talks about like you and I can have differing opinions but I can't and I can still love you but I cannot love and respect you if that opinion is rooted in my oppression right Mm -hmm. so when I look at people who critique me for breastfeeding my kid then that means like that's the only way he eats right because he doesn't drink any he doesn't drink other milk he only likes breast milk so to me that's like you being oppressive of my son's experience in his life right and so that might be deep but that's the spectrum of it right because you can just mind your business and go on about your life but Mm -hmm. you chose to come and say something to me about feeding my kid
0: yeah yeah that's very true Mm -hmm. And um, what kind of, like, what would you say, you know, how do you balance also, you know, being a mom and also being a writer, not just in your professional career, but (laughs) personal, you know,
2: personal career? So I interviewed Gabrielle Union last year, um, and I asked her that. Right. Yeah. This was before she had her little baby. And she told me that she doesn't answer questions about balancing anything as a woman because no one asks her husband that. Wow. And that women are expected to do everything. And then you guys want to know how we do it. So then ever since she said that, I'm like, dang, I don't. I don't like answer the question but I make time for myself. Yeah. Like I I it it has to be magical. So if that means I don't sleep for 2 hours so that I can get some personal writing done then that's fine, but I'm also big on Everything's in my calendar. I I make time for everything, whether it's 15 minutes. I wake up. I I do a lot of to-do lists and a lot of schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's never enough time. And yeah, yeah. having a baby thing's just like pop. Not, up Yeah. So I had a deadline last Friday, and then he got sick. So I had to ask my coworker to like help me. And it was her day off, and I felt so bad, but you know I had yeah. to go to the ER with my kid. So oh, yeah. right. Yeah. But it works like, out. Right. Village.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point, though. You would never ask my husband, you know, yeah. like, the man, how does he balance life? So why are you asking me?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so true. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gabrielle Union. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, now I got to ramble. I'm like, yeah. like, like, don't ask me I'm that. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer the
0: same way. I'm, mind you, I don't have a kid. Right. I'm but like, well, even, even, even with,
2: I don't know if you guys saw that article yesterday that everybody was talking about in Harper's Bazaar, where it was, um, they interviewed a bunch of women about being a relationships with men and how men are emotional gold diggers is the term that they use because Mm -hmm. even in relationships, women were saying, I do X, Y, Z and I make time to do X, Y, Z and you guys don't do that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just the the way the world is set up, right? Yeah. So like, um, I can even give you in terms of so my boyfriend uh, works from home and I leave to go to work mm-hmm. and when I tell you like it's not an issue between us but like everyone else had an issue with it mm-hmm. like oh like let's say I'm complaining that he didn't wash dishes or something for example um someone told me one time well you're, you should be lucky that he stays home because no men do that and I'm like what? but if that's the situation for our lives and that's how our lives are set up then right. what is the issue you know what I mean yeah and and that's and I think that kind of goes back to the balance thing like we figured out what worked for our lives so that we can provide for our kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should boil down to that patriarchal, like, well, you're the woman, so you should be home with your baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I'm allowed to have a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, I fought to be in a creative space so that I can mm-hmm. spend time with my son. And, it's and not even that is not creative creative easy space. because my work comes home with me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like a nine to five, I go and clock out. You know, I have to go to an event which people also think is like oh my god your life is so cool but when you have to go to an event that you're working it's not fun because
0: yeah. <laughs> you're right. there to work and right. especially
2: when it's like oh my god i might have been at work all day i didn't see my son because when i left he was sleeping you know so yeah. it's a lot um but you know i'm i'm happy because i'm doing what i love and i'll always figure it out mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. Hey.
1: Uh, he's <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't look, yeah don't look.
2: Like... Yeah, now he's at that age yeah. he's like conscious <laughs> about um, who sees him.
1: He really did the double back, like, <laughs> are you looking at me? <laughs>
0: Like, that was hilarious. They <laughs> really did,
1: a, did a double take. It. <laughs> <I'm like laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Hit you with the side eyes so quick. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. Kids are so funny.
0: They do like just like the funniest, cutest things, and it's just incredible how smart.
1: You yeah, know? extremely.
0: Yeah, it, like just how smart children are. You know, even at your son's age, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like the things that they do, how conscious they are, and how
2: aware they are. Yeah. We don't. We don't realize how aware they are of the world and of people. Yeah. So his dad has these like those little portable floss picker things. Oh yeah. And he always chews on them. Like that's like his thing, right? Even, yeah. Like not even to floss. He just walks. In. He went into the drawer that he keeps them in and took it out and just was sitting there going like this. And I'm like, all from observation, right? Yeah. Like, and I I was mind blown away from that because he went into the drawer and his dad sits in a specific chair in the house and he climbed up on the chair and he sat down and he just started going like that. Oh my like god.
1: Yeah. And I was
2: just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are really sponges. And <laughs> it's like really at, like odd.
1: so young you wouldn't think. <laughs> (laughs) but it's like they really pay attention yeah
2: they just remember things
0: it's it's so cute and so funny I remember when like my um, my aunt she was like living with us for a while and back when I was living at home in Jersey and her she had a baby a little girl um, my little uh, my little cousin so I just was so amazed how much she could remember everything. Like she remembered the word for hug. So immediately when you said hug, she would like go in to give you a hug. And yeah. she would just watch you eat. And when she would watch you eat, she would try to pick up the
2: food and eat the way that you were eating. Like she just like stare at you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like this one, he doesn't drink out of. He doesn't drink anything but out of the bottle because he sees everyone else use cups. Yeah. So I have to like give him a cup. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> those little teeth. <laughs> Did you have a natural birth with him?
2: Yes. Oh wow. That's like that well me. technically I, I like wasn't supposed to because I got an Epidural because I was in so much pain, but it didn't kick in oh. until after. So I felt everything. After, you felt everything. Yeah. Oh man. Did you have like a long labor? So my water broke at 420 in the morning. Um, and it was one of those like movie, like, I was like, oh, I have to pee, I got up out the bed, and then mm-hmm. just gushing, gushing, gushing. And I was like, wow. oh, okay, no pain pee. or anything. I was like, yeah, it's not, like, I just- <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is not normal, it was, it was. I was like, no, okay. No, but not even, I didn't even make it to the bathroom. Like, I got oh, up and like... it just started flowing or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I woke my boyfriend up, I said, hey, my water broke, I'm gonna go take a shower, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Went, took a shower, got dressed. The hospital's a couple blocks down from my house, so we okay. walked to the hospital. Um, Were you already in pain or? No. no. So I want to say they checked me. And that's a funny story because um, the lady, I told her my water broke. She's like, how do you know? And I'm like, because it was gushing. She's like, <laughs> you know? "She's like, no, I still have to check. So when she checked, not listening to me, when I um, let her examine me, she got hit with amniotic fluid. And she left the room, and then she didn't come back. And then another nurse came and must have assumed that she med- measured my birthing canal, but she didn't. And remember this, because it goes into the story later. And then, so maybe, I was when they measured me, I was only three centimeters. And then by, like, 11.30 in the morning, um, they gave me Pitocin, which is to, like, speed up your um, dilation. Okay. Because once your water breaks and you're not dilated, the baby has a chance of getting infection. So, um... You and the baby, actually. So they gave me Pitocin to speed up my labor and delivery. And then out of nowhere, like I just started feeling pain. And I was like, okay, I need an epidural. And it wasn't like, I don't even know how to describe the pain, but oh, 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 stop doing that. Um, don't hurt yourself. It felt like I was being split in half. Oh, God. And, like, cut open <laughs> oh, yeah, at the no. same time. So I got the epidural, and I still wasn't even, like, far. I was, like, only five centimeters at that point. And then, like, I just started feeling immense amount of pressure and heat. Like, my boyfriend's on the, in the corner sleeping. The nurse, <laughs> I'm pressing the button. She's nowhere to be found. So then I just started screaming, and then another nurse came in and got my nurse. My nurse was like, oh, um... I was going to get lunch because you're going, you're moving so slow. I didn't think you were going to start delivering. And when she came back, I was 11 centimeters, so it was like time for him to come out. So that was all the pressure. Um, and then maybe I pushed actively for 12 minutes, and then he came. But there was an issue because he got stuck because my birth canal was too little, and so. Um, they didn't tell me though. They started saying code. Such, 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 such. Then I just see all these people coming into the room. Oh my god! That's and then you know terrifying. you can. That's like the, Yeah, you can see the monitor, ever. right? So like every time I was having a contraction, his heart rate was dipping. So I'm like in my mind, because previously before I wanted to be a writer, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Yeah. So. I took and I interned at hospitals and stuff like that because that was going to be my route. And so I'm like, oh, no, something's wrong. So I'm like, what's wrong? And they're not telling me. Mm-hmm. And then I um, they said something, and I just pushed for dear life when he came out. So I don't know. And then he came out. He was born 247, so not long. Yeah. Like, yeah, 14 hours and <laughs> maybe. Oh my god. 14, <laughs> Girl.
0: 14. Not
2: long, just 14 hours. Yeah, no, but I have a friend who was in labor for like 36 hours. Oh no, that's a know. flight to like. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> that's a flight like somewhere in the like, back. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, like, that's you know. a
0: flight to like Bali, where are you going. But it's yeah. too short because you know
2: you're pregnant technically for 10 months. True. So, yeah. And that is enough, your body, that's like a flash compared to like all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, the, I was yeah. like, oh my god like even now certain things I can't eat anymore because my body has changed so much really yeah like I can't eat bread it makes my like wheat makes my stomach hurt now Mm. um certain um I used to drink ginger ale a lot Mm -hmm. ginger ale like does not sit well with me interesting so yeah my feet grew they don't tell you that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I
2: heard cool. that scares the hell out of you. I mean, You're I already did. I'm like, <laughs> I already have small feet, so it only grew half a size. Yeah, I'm like, I like, got tiny like, feet. All so of those I could. shoes that I have now, I can't wear them. And it's like, I'm so small. Who am I giving my sneakers to? You know? I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 well, no. If you wear, um, it oh went girl, My feet are already big. I can't, so, I can't get any bigger. Yeah, so I would say, like, wear Uggs and, like, things that keep your feet <laughs> contained but are still cozy. Um... It just depressed me a little bit.
1: (laughs) I have to start getting custom (laughs) shoes. This
2: happened to everyone. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) So what are
0: some things like like about like your body, like how it changed that that you would say like affected you the most?
2: Um Well I don't know. So like after I gave birth I pretty much went back to my normal self. I gained probably like fifteen pounds, but Mm -hmm. I think the stomach thing is the biggest thing for me. Yeah and now I no longer have cramps, I guess, because you know I, I went the ultimate pain, so it's yeah. like my cramps don't even bother me anymore, oh. so. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a plus. <laughs> True, <laughs> yeah. I guess, it, yeah, that's like a
1: good concept. Yeah. Like, cramps are nothing compared <laughs> to this. Like.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah, like I'm pretty sure like
2: a lot of pain is like nothing compared, right. especially if your epidural didn't kick yeah, in. Yeah, and they, oh, oh, they say that you forget the pain, and I guess you kinda do. But I remember being in excruciating pain. I don't remember how it feels specifically, yeah. like. But I, I'm like, no. So I'm like, dang. People have. First of all, if you're pregnant for ten months and then you have a baby. People do that. Like my grandmother has six kids. I'm like, you are pregnant right. for a lot of six months, <laughs> five <laughs> years. I did not even think about
1: that. I'm like, yeah. My grandma
0: had like my grandma had fourteen children. I'm yeah. like, she was pregnant all her
2: all her life. <laughs> So I always wonder, I'm like, was that by choice? It was just like that was society at the time because I'm like, I don't know. I need to get rich enough to afford a surrogate because I don't know if I want to be pregnant again. (laughs) I was going to ask, would you do it again? (laughs) Like I want another kid, but I don't know if I want to deal with being pregnant again.
1: And I think that's so interesting because you hear so many like, Oh my God, I love being pregnant. It's the most amazing thing ever. And then like you have other people like, I don't know that I like, I love my, you know, I love my kid and I would love to have another kid. But I don't know that it's the same thing. Like, you know, that I don't know that I would want to, you know, Mm -hmm. be pregnant Pregnant again. again. Yeah. Yeah. You always get like both sides. Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting to hear, you know, like everybody's like stories.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What are some things that you like to write um, personally? aside from work?
2: So I do poetry and prose, and um, I, I would consider myself an essayist, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I write short stories, and I'm, I do analytical writing, right? So I do a lot of culture writing, even in my personal time. Like, okay. for my job, I'll do it based on maybe, like, the popping celebrity or the popping topic at the time, but, mm-hmm. like, in my personal life, I'll, like, look into, my grandmother passed away when I was four, so, like, even speaking about her and her kids, I have a reading tonight, actually. I wrote an essay about learning about what feminism feminism is through her eyes mm-hmm. and through her work, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, so, yeah, I, I do a lot of introspection and then culturally look at it from a landscape. And I have to acknowledge my privilege in a lot of things, even mm-hmm. though I know as a black woman, you know, we don't really have a lot of privilege, but mm-hmm. I look at the instances in which I do and how... I I um, carved out that privilege for myself in instances where maybe it wouldn't have been privileged for someone else. So yeah. Yeah. And
0: when um, and you you said you want to write your own book too. Um.
2: What like what would you be interested in writing? Short essays that I want to publish, and it's kind of pretty much about the same thing. Yeah. But from the scope of like so. I'm a first-generation American, and I'm a girl, so um, I wrote a lot about how the sacrifices that my family made, and then also about, like, how my American identity, right? So when I was younger, and I'm probably going to show my age here, but (laughs) I had encyclopedias, right? And that's what was in my room, so that's how I did a lot of my homework. And so what I was doing is my mom would let me buy CDs and everything. So what I was doing is the music I was listening to, I would cross-reference things that I didn't know in the encyclopedia. Yeah. Right? And then my mom would be like, yeah, that's just a hobby. And then when I went to college, at the time it was called Rap Genius. Yeah. was just genius. It got popping. And I said, Mom, look at the privilege that these four white guys had. The same thing that I was doing as a little girl that you told me was only a hobby. I said, we could have been rich. And so, like, that's pretty much like the scope of the essays that I wrote, just like, and then how, like, hip-hop kind of turned me into a writer and an intellectual, and the language
1: in that. Yeah. But, yeah. I know you did an event this past November, uh, the James Baldwin...
2: uh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) I gave... I taught a class about James Baldwin at the New York Public Library. How was that? It was cool. Um, It actually... So I get nervous, and I don't know if that's just like a writer thing. Like, I don't really want to be known, kind yeah. of. So it was very hard for me to go up and speak, but it, it flowed very naturally. And the best thing that I think that came out of that is that the people that I met who came there just to listen to me, every so n- now often, since I follow them now, they'll be posting about James Baldwin. And I'm like, yeah. I, ushered in, yeah. you know? I ushered in James Baldwin to a bunch of people, which yeah. I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Them, really yeah, yeah they learned something that they didn't know before maybe and even and though and I respect them yeah even though I think so James Baldwin wrote a lot and even though and his writing was very much core and centered around his experience as a black man in America mm-hmm. as a gay black man in America as someone who grew up in the church in America yeah but I think that the best part of reading I think as someone who reads a lot I love to read perspectives from people t- and experiences from people that whose lives I don't live because then it teaches me about the person that I may not know mm-hmm. and so that helps me in like when I'm debating or trying to learn something right so that um, a lot of my social media interaction is with people that I don't know because I say things that I guess are triggering is what I was told but like mm-hmm. it's it's true to the life that I
1: live you know right what I mean? <laughs> I find people love to say things are triggering when it's something that like they have no idea. Like, yeah. they just don't even understand. Like, well, yeah. oh, That's triggering. No, you just don't get it. Right. <laughs> How did you guys come up with that? I really love that name. <laughs> his name is Retro Ocean Bronson.
2: Um, so his dad named him, and I just, it kind of just stuck. Like, I was too pregnant to be, like, arguing. Um, so I let him, and it's the first boy, so I was just like, even though I hate patriarchy, I let him yeah. live the tradition. So one day he came home, it was between Retro and Axel from Guns N' Roses, because his dad's a weirdo. But <laughs> <laughs> the <Axel. laughs> sunglasses company, Retro Super Future, oh, yeah. is what he wanted to name him in full.
0: The actual sunglass he company. You wanted to name
2: him Retro Super Future. It's as like a first name. Yeah, they're
0: right here. Yes. <laughs>
2: right. But because his dad is very big into sneakers, okay. Um, everybody thinks that it's for sneakers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, but, oh, okay. And then Ocean is for Frank Ocean. Oh, <laughs> that's,
0: that's dope. cool. Yeah. I wait. I love that he wanted to name him after a sunglass company. <laughs> like, Retro Super Future. <laughs>
1: But I love, like, that's just so different.
0: Yeah,
2: that's like the ultimate celebrity, like, baby yeah. you know, Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna be a celebrity with a name like that. And yeah, I'm like, he can be whatever the hell he wants, honestly. <laughs> right. Like, I have no expectations.
0: Retro Ocean, that's a good name. And what's, uh, what's your last name, or what's his last name? Bronson. Bronson. Retro Ocean. Like, Action Bronson? Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> Retro Ocean Bronson.
1: That's a strong name. That is. Like, powerful name. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about, you know, how, like everybody has that whole issue with vaccinations? It's like 50 feet like, ago. Oh, so I'm
2: not again. anti-vax, but I worked out with my pediatrician. I don't want to give him more than two vaccines in a month. Got it. Okay. Um, and your doctor should be pretty fair about that. Like cause it's your kid Yeah. Um, so yeah I pretty much found a pediatrician spoke to her about what I wanted for him and then we created a plan
1: and then I was mad
2: because when he turned one he got hep B I believe but then the week after that someone in our neighborhood has measles so I had to go give him the measles vaccine Mm -hmm. and I was like oh but I did it
1: because you can't cure
2: measles and there's no treatment for it so I would rather Mm -hmm. him be okay than him suffer
1: yeah yeah absolutely because I'm like, the, you always, I always see so many, like, uh, with uh, especially with vaccinations now. Yeah, but I don't know. And then I think it's
2: kind of like, anytime I look at it, it's like, oh, vaccines cause autism, but there's like no real facts right. on that. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Tell them you don't like vaccines, though.
0: And um, for everybody, you know, listening to um, the podcast, too, why don't you tell um, everyone, like, where they can find you, like, social media-wise, and, you know, where they can read your stories.
2: You can read my stories. My personal site is down, but a lot of my work on Ebony is on ebony.com. My author tag is Christina Santee. You can find me on Instagram at rawsavvy, R-A-W-R-S-A-V-V-Y. Um... Disclaimer, I post a lot about being a black woman and the traumas of living in America. So if that's not your thing, please don't follow me and critique me. But otherwise, (laughs) you're welcome to come. Just very regular. A girl some, that likes to stuff. go to museums. Yeah. I like to read and I share everything that I learn with my followers. Yeah. That's dope.
0: That's dope. I mean, yeah. I I'm, I think I can say that our followers are yeah. supportive of all that. Yeah. So I agree. <laughs> I follow <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> Thank you guys. You just listened to another episode of Girls
1: We Know in partnership with Listening Party. The creators of Family FM. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.
2: Bye y'all. So next
0: time. <laughs> and bye from Russia.